Welcome back to the Pro Series Podcast. This is episode 98, and today's guest is Greg and Tori Smith. They were actually on the podcast last year. Um, you can go back. It was episode 30. We talked about this project they were talk- working with, um, with No Boundaries. Um, it's a No Boundaries campus. It was really cool. We get an update during this episode. We also talked about the HGTV show that they were on at that time, but now we are talking about a whole new show. Um, they're coming back for a season two to this show called Rico to the Rescue. Um, they are part of this season. Um, you can binge watch season one on Max. Um, really cool conversation. I always love talking to Greg and Tori. But before we get into this episode, please like, subscribe, and review this podcast on wherever we listen to podcasts. And I hope you enjoy episode 98 with Greg and Tori Smith. Greg and Tori, thank you so much for hopping on the Pro Series podcast once again. Thanks for having us. Yeah. Hi, Eric. I was looking back on when our episode aired last time, and that was back in April of 22. And I think but we I think we recorded it back in like February of 22. Yeah, I think we had had so a cool. snowstorm that day here. Yeah, yeah. That, that, that does sound familiar. Yeah. It, yeah. We, that was episode 30, and I think this is going to be like episode 99 or something like that. So it's wow. been wow, nice oh my job. Gosh. Yeah, it's been going really well. Cool. Reaching almost reaching a hundred, and it's kind of cool to have some more guests come back onto the podcast and talk about um projects that, that we talked about in the original episode and how they are. And that's kind of where I want to jump in on and talk about the off-grid build um that we talked about in last episode and where that ended up and um how to how to go. Can we please change that intro so that you say, this is our 100th episode and we're so happy to bring you guys back. We want to see what you're up to, blah, blah, blah. No? <laughs> Darn it, Eric. Um, okay, so off-grid build. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's going great. It's about finished up. Okay. I'm looking good. Our, yeah, our, fun, our final element was outdoor classroom, which was also uh, built on a container base. Um, it's all wrapped up and campus is in full swing. In fact, we've had a bunch of rain out here in the Rockies, uh, over this, well, it's summertime now, but the spring going into summer, we had a bunch of campers up last weekend and those guys actually got stuck in one of the transit vans when they were going up to do a hike. Oh man. So, uh, right. So we just happened to have a 15 passenger van, you know, laying around because everybody does, right? (laughs) So they... So they came down, grabbed our van, went and rescued everybody, and got them back up to campus. So it's pretty funny. Typical camp stuff. My gosh. You sent me stuff along the way, like um, videos and stuff on Instagram. But where else can people see the documentation of you doing the off-grid build? We have a full um, – we filmed the entire uh, process on the campus. And so – uh, part of that information is, or part of that footage is no barriers and part of it's ours. No barriers is the nonprofit. I'm sorry. Yeah, no barriers is the nonprofit. Um, but quite frankly, it's all just in memory cards and stuff like that right now. It hasn't been compiled. So oh, unfortunately, okay. you know, it's on Instagram, Facebook, stuff like that. Will you at some point the- release it? Definitely. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We, we spent a lot of time and effort on it and uh, we really want to show that off. Um, there are a lot of great groups involved in building it as well so it would be great for everyone to get to see everybody's effort in building it 
Plus, um, I think we hit on this a little bit last time. We are big volunteers. So we've been compiling video from all of our volunteer work that we've been doing, um, like building houses in Mexico, building off-road facilities in California. Um, animal campus, shelter one. <laughs> animal shelters, just everywhere. So Trail building. Oh, that's awesome. Remind us again what off, um, is, you said off barriers or? No barriers. No barriers. No barriers. No barriers. What's it all about as a foundation? No barriers was started about twenty years ago by a gentleman named Eric Weinmeier. 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 I always sorry, Eric. <laughs> hey, <laughs> always mispronouncing it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He, he's a cool guy, right? <laughs> um, Eric was the first athlete who was blind to climb Mount Everest. Oh wow! So. So he took that spirit and he created a foundation so that people could reach their Everest or people could conquer their Everest, so to speak. Their own personal Everest. Their own, yeah, their own personal Everest. So uh, people with disabilities, um, veterans, and also uh, kids, they all have different programs that have been developed for No Barriers. And everything's for outdoor kayaking and bike riding and rock climbing and camping and for people who normally wouldn't be able to do this. You can go hiking even if you are using a cane or a wheelchair. Yeah, the, so the campus is um, fully off-grid. It's up in the mountains. There's rock climbing. There's a challenge course, but it's all fully accessible as well. So, okay. And you can go off on your own, too. You don't always have to have a person there to help you do it. So that's very exciting to be in nature on your own when you don't normally get to do that. Yeah. How did you guys become uh, familiar with them and uh, start helping them? We we saw one of Eric's movies. It was called uh, Weight of Water. And this is one where he and another blind athlete decide that uh, they're going to kayak the Grand Canyon. And it's, they're blind. And they're both obviously both blind. It's an amazing, amazing um, human triumph story. Yeah. So we, at the end of it, we, we noticed that No Barriers was located where we live. And so we thought we could just go see if we could volunteer with them. So we did, and then it ended up, they were building, they were trying to have this campus built, but it was out of budget and just, it was just too much was going on. They couldn't make it work. And so we decided, we, we asked if they wanted us to help them figure it out and they did. So we did and we got it done. and. With the amount of money that they had and it turned out way better than we could have imagined my gosh and it's located in denver is that where it is uh just a little north of denver it's in um this little area called red feather and okay. it's about 40 miles from the wyoming border wow yeah it's just it's a great organization yeah it's i'm we're so lucky we got to uh got to be affiliated with them and got to work with them Absolutely. I, I can't wait to see all the footage that you shot over the, how long did it take? Did it... Uh, this was about a two hour process. Of course, we got put on hold two because year. of two. Yeah, let's try again. This was a two year process. <laughs> <laughs> um, we got put on hold because of COVID. Ah, okay. And snow. Yeah. And the weather and, you know, everything else the Rocky Mountains can throw at you. It's kind of a small window for building. So we have to do it when we can. Okay. That is so cool. And then how did this um, whole Rico uh, to the rescue all come about? Uh, I was actually working on the campus um, when I got contacted by the production company the first time. And I 
had to decline because I was in the middle of that project. Uh, they got a season two, which is amazing. And they said, hey, are you available now? And um, I said, yeah. So I'm, I signed on as our construction producer. And as we got started, we realized that uh, right now in Colorado, we have a lot of building going on. We were having trouble infilling with contractors. So Smith Custom over here took over four of the projects. So we... So we're working on both sides. So she's my boss and she's yelling at me and I'm her boss and I'm yelling at her. And it's a really <laughs> weird scenario, but it's, it's going, it's going well. Okay. So um, we talked about your last HGTV show on this before, but how does this, how is this job different than the one before? Uh, the one before actually they're, they're very similar, mm -hmm, um, especially with the way we're running the projects excuse me the only thing that would be a big a big difference i would say is that one was more geared towards uh finished yeah just kind of finishing how folks do their projects this one we have a um a contractor who has left a job um most of the time they've taken the funds uh so our our projects have a lot more problems going into them they're more extensive as well. Like there are whole houses that aren't finished versus a room or something they would like to change. These are entire houses in some cases. So it's a lot more work. It's a lot more work, yeah. And legit, not legitimate, huge construction situations. That's so sad and so realistic too, though, because that happens every day. With I know. It's so unfortunate what people have to go through. So what in... A contract, a contractor producer. What is that role, and what's it like look like if, to someone that has no idea? There's a lot of people so, watching these shows and don't don't even know that's a position. Right. So the construction producer goes through, and first of all, we make sure that everybody that is going to be working on projects is properly licensed, insured, all that kind Capable. of stuff. So, yeah. So all the paperwork side that comes with putting together contracts and things like that, overseeing projects. Uh, but then in addition to that, we're also working with um, uh, uh, specific companies that want to put their items on, you know, let's say like we're, trade yeah, trade out type items. Okay. So, you know, let's say we get a flooring company who really wants to be on the show. Uh, we'll go through and we'll put those relationships together. And we'll also do that with labor contractors. Um, and then we help facilitate the filming. So, we make sure that there's something to film when the cameras are going to show up or, you know, on the other side, we keep everybody, keep everybody moving along so that there is something to film. And that That's a very big part because when you're filming these kinds of shows, filming isn't happening every day, but work needs to continue happening every day. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, all of the, um, everyone that's at work there is working hard to finish their portion of the project, but you have to leave some good stuff for cameras to see. So his job is trying to figure out on all of these jobs that are very spread out where exactly you are with construction because it needs to look good as well for an exciting film day. Absolutely. How, yeah, and sorry, off, how are those off days when somebody, mm -hmm. like, you know, on shows, something goes wrong. Um, mm -hmm. On one of those off days that you don't get it recorded. You figure something out. <laughs> there, well, there are days I'll hear him on the phone in the morning go, no, you weren't supposed to have done that already. We have a whole crew coming out today. What will we film? And then we'll have to 
push something along and we, figure something else we out. We have a bunch of amazing contractors who are very well versed in in their um, professions and they're very good at what they do. But unfortunately, you know, as contractors, we kind of forget that framing is kind of exciting for people to see. Or, you know, there might be some inherent, some some electrical problem that would be interesting to talk about or something. And mm -hmm. everyone just kind of glosses through it and then go over it. So I have to kind of re-educate these guys on, hey, I know you guys want to get this job done. I know this has to get finished. If you can let me know in advance when we're going to have this, or if you can hold these items for me, but please just let me know. Because, you know, at the end of the day, we are talking about budgets and money and stuff too, so. But they also have other jobs going too, other builds that they're doing outside of this show. So, you know, it's kind of hard for them as well. So it's a lot of coordinating. It's a lot. It's a lot of coordinating, a lot of sweet talk, a lot of educating. Yeah. Um, you know, I also ask the owners to be very much involved and, you know, please help me report back. Let me know what's going on. But it's mostly just communicating with everybody. Mm -hmm. How hard is it you having a uh, like a construction background, how hard is it to pick stuff? Because, you know, most of the people that are watching these HGTV shows don't have a, a con like, they want to see the aesthetics. They just want to see the pretty picture. But you right. probably want to go and see the details. And, like, myself, design background, want to see those type of details. How hard is it to mm -hmm. try to figure out from a, a general um, viewer's point of view? Uh, well, first of all, we all know that, you know, people love seeing sledgehammers, <laughs> people yeah. love seeing stick scope in the air, people. So there, there are some very obvious things that we want to make sure that we cover. Um, but then in order to get those little detail shots, like you're talking about, we always have time-lapse cameras on the projects. Uh, if we're going to have a big day, like for example, you know, when you put countertops in your kitchen, that that's a big aesthetic change. Yeah, yeah. So we'll send, a, we'll send a camera out for countertops and then perhaps at the same time we'll have the plumber there we could set some boss and some trims and sometimes so it's we, a crew sometimes it's a camera guy sometimes it's just um like you were saying it, some gopro footage gopros or yeah it's film. but you know to to answer your question especially with our projects as spread out as they are that's very difficult to do because it's kind of like a uh it's like a circus. We're like a traveling circus. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we have to hit all the jobs and you know get all the get all the stuff figured out. How many jobs are usually balancing at once for and for just the TV show? So right now we have nine. Oh, wow. um, and I would say from the Denver area, we probably have a oh no further because Grand Lake. Um, we have a job that's about two hours from Denver okay. and it's up in the Rocky mountains. It's beautiful. It's a full house build. It overlooks this area called Grand Lake. And then we have projects um, that are North a couple or North about an hour. And then uh, to the South, West and East half hour. It's each very way. spread it's out. Very spread out. Okay. And very how hard is With how very hard different is weather systems. Oh, uh, it's just, yeah, it's just a lot of driving and and you know, like I said, um basically that's just communicating, make sure making sure that the right crew is in the right place to cover what's going on. And then, you know, the other secret is um we, we try to stagger the construction so that we kind of know when, you know, when insulation's going in a wall, it's no not as exciting as, you know, a roof being put on or something. So yeah. So okay. we kind of try to put that out too. 
Okay, so when are we expected to see season two? I believe season two is coming out in September. Um, okay. Our first two episodes uh, are getting actually are actually getting wrapped this week, or excuse me, next week. Okay. So those are those are Tori's first two projects over here. So our first two our first two episodes getting wrapped next week. <laughs> so far, the first two episodes are getting wrapped next. Week. So as you so as you can imagine, there's kind of a mad dash to get a bunch of stuff completed, a bunch of finishing and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, finishing touches. So when, um, I think I've talked about this a few times with HGTV people, um, but when it comes to like the finishing of the project, when you do like the staging and everything, that is not, that doesn't stay in the home, correct? For the homeowner, that's really strictly just for the show? Some, so, some does. Some does, oh, Okay. yeah. And the owner, and the owner always has the option of, uh, keeping some of the things especially it depends on who your sponsors are it depends on who your trade-out companies are but oftentimes um things are given to the owners and okay. then other times you know if we're if we're buying furniture and stuff like that and that's going in they have the option of purchasing that oh okay but it's just for a it's just for an aesthetic wow at okay. the end so yeah. yes they do sometimes get to keep it but lots of times you know right okay. and the design and the designer we're working with on this one also does all the staging. So she's a part of the process throughout the entire build. And, you know, she's already let the owners know, hey, we're gonna do this, 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 and, you know, they can make those make those decisions in advance. Gotcha. And so in this new show, are you're not gonna be on the camera actually this time? No, I will be on oh, the camera be. as well. Okay, cool. Yeah, I'll be the contractor on four of the projects. And I also work with Rico as his project manager, technical advisor, um, you know, whatever, whatever needs to happen on certain projects. So the, the thing that's kind of interesting about this uh, particular show is that we're trying to correct uh, a, a project that's gone bad. Yeah. And this is something Tori and I have done for years and years. In fact, even the campus build that we were talking about. It was a project gone bad. It, <laughs> another contractor put out a bid. It was way off. So we had to come in and you know, redesign stuff. Uh, anyway, so we have a couple contractors who have, well, we don't know for sure, but they think they're facing jail time because they are like chronic uh, ripoff artists. Uh, we've got people that have taken all the money from projects. Uh, we have homeowners who have houses that are completely open and they don't have any money to finish them. So as we go through, it depends on which hat I have to wear. Sometimes I'm just behind the camera, sometimes in front of the camera, and we're actually going through and we're figuring out these problems. And they're um, the contractors that give contractors a bad name. They are. And, and the neat thing about working with um, with Rico and working with this production company is that we're actually uh, I'm not saying, you know, that we don't ordinarily take care of problems, but we are taking care of like real problems that these families are having. We're we're turning their lives around. We're getting things back on track for them. A lot of people, a lot of these people probably lose their houses or properties or or whatever because of some of these scenarios. So sad. So if season, know. can people binge watch that on Discovery Plus and Max? Mm -hmm. That was on Max, yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah, awesome. I highly recommend it. It's really good. I definitely need to go on and binge watch that before season two comes out. Yeah. yeah. So, I need to binge watch it before season two. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> so let's get on to the topic of like HGTV shows in general and how to get on and stuff. We kind of talked before the camera went on um, about that and um, give us some advice on people that maybe like they're homeowners or maybe they want to be a talent that's on the show. Um, what advice you have on, because given all your experience with the shows now, um, how to get onto the HGTV network? Sure. Um, well, I would say, I would say personally, first of all, if you're trying to get your house or your project on one of the programs, uh, the criteria is pretty well set up in the casting calls. Um, you can find a lot of casting calls on social media. Uh, I believe, shoot, I don't know if reality one still has them, but if you just scroll through casting calls for reality television, uh, you're going to get some mixed you can, stuff. You can Google casting calls for reality television. Right. That's that's what I meant. You can find them on Instagram, Facebook, all that kind of stuff, um, email. Uh, but make sure that your project, you know, if, if, you're pro if you have a condo in Boca Raton and they're looking for houses in Southern California area, don't apply for that one. Make sure that you hit as many of, of the requirements as you possibly can. Um, be yourself. That's probably the hardest one. That's always the hardest for me. I, I don't know who I turn into when I you know, when the cameras start, but it's not, it's not who I normally am. So be yourself, make sure everybody's on board. Uh, a lot of these programs are going to require that you, you also have um, kind of, you know, that, that you have a financial contribution that you can make as well. Okay. You know, it's not very rarely are you going to find like a complete freebie. Mm -hmm. um, this is to make sure mostly that the owners are interested and they're motivated. A lot of you know, a lot of folks are a lot more in, motivated and interested when their money's, you know, happening or going on with the project too. And um, yeah, just, you know, put yourself out there, put together a little reel and, and go for it. It's, it's very easy, actually. Oh, I'm yeah. so sorry. I'm distracted. My squirrel is in the window looking in, <laughs> right, waiting for some peanuts. I'm like, just a minute. I'll be. Does you want to come we on? We do have hungry squirrels in the neighborhood. <laughs> That's so funny. Okay. So, homeowners, um, a question that I I actually have is, do they go away from the house? So say the project's a month long or a couple weeks long, are they actually staying in a hotel or are they actually staying in their home? Not that's, for this one. <laughs> that's, that's like a yes. That's a yes and a no. Um, okay. On some projects, yeah, they're completely gone. Uh, on the project we're on right now, we have owners there, but for the staging and for our final reveal. Like right now we have two projects that are about a week away. So we've asked those owners to avoid those areas of their houses because mm -hmm. we want the we want their honest reaction mm -hmm. when they, you know, when they see it. They're usually sealed off so they can't get in there yeah. anyway. Oh, okay. plastic about we have armed guards <laughs> put our guards out there. 24 <laughs> seven. Yes, 24-7. Yeah. Yeah. So the homeowners themselves, if they are going away, are, is that paid for or does, do they have to front that? I don't know. Again, um, that would also depend on the show. So if, if they're actually being staying at their house, then yeah, we'll send them away for a couple of days and okay. you know, we'll have a hotel for them or whatever. Yeah. So yeah, in unfinished business, we would do that at the end. Okay. We would send the owners away yeah. for a couple of days. So the stagers could come in and. Yeah. And they would go right to, in. you know, wherever lay out by the pool for a couple of days, get tan, come back and have their review. Yeah. How about the professional or the architectural elements of the, like, so countertop cabinets and stuff, 
a lot of these shows show the designers picking them. So do the homeowners have any say in any of that? Sure. I mean, not always. They don't get the final say, but I a lot of times they're given options. Gotcha. And um, I mean, it has to look great with everything else that's been chosen. So they mostly get to decide, I'll say. Yeah. <laughs> well, um, yeah, so we have... Uh, we have designers that work. So um, Poonam Spy Design is the uh, designer for for Rico to the Rescue. Gotcha. She has a big team. Um, she's an amazing designer. Uh, and they will go through, and you'll actually see this on the episodes. They go through and they have design meetings and they look through all the, the items and the elements. And for example, on one of our projects, uh, they wanted to do a, um, a, a lot of black finish in one of the bathrooms okay um the owner really loved this faucet and the sink and they were gold and they were brass so after having the conversation uh showing punam and her team you know the sink and the faucet punam was like okay well let's let's redesign let's see where we are so yeah i i would say yes um there is a little bit of well these are your options but at the same time it's like yeah they you know, we want to make someone's home special to them. Yeah. And she had had this sink and faucet and stuff custom made. Yeah, they're from Morocco. Mm-hmm. So, oh, wow, that's cool. Yeah, so so Punim's, Punim's team was like, yeah, let's pivot. Let's, you know, let's figure it out. We, you know, we want you to love your house when you're mm-hmm. done. We, want, we don't want you to walk away. And uh, Yeah, and sometimes the designer has a certain style, but it isn't what the homeowner's style is. So they have to work together and offer each other different suggestions to finally get to the point that they like what's been chosen. Yeah. So yeah. for the professional on the show, like yourselves, how hard is it to do with the show? Plus also have your outside company. Cause you're probably doing jobs that are, aren't televised or even the other contractors. Aren't yeah. Doing shows. Like, yeah. Life still goes on. It's actually, it's actually easier that way. <laughs> yeah. The, the, con- the regular jobs are way easier than TV jobs. Um, we still have our son who works with the company and he helps us uh, manage some of those jobs as well. Gotcha. And then there's, there just has to be a lot of fluidity. I mean, we're, you know, we're in contact with everybody and we have to make sure that things are all, things are all covered. But with those jobs, we don't have to hold off for any kind of filming dates. So, yeah. you know, subcontractors can just get in there, get their yeah. work done. The next one comes in, gets their work done. That's much easier. He's, he's doing he's more involved with the show every single solitary day than I am. I'm just doing the contracting for the actual uh, job sites, but he has to do everything else. Yeah. So I have to tell her to slow down. (laughs) (laughs) So what keeps you going and wanting to keep doing shows? Is it the customers? What is it? It's just fun. Coffee. Fun. (laughs) Lots lots of coffee. Fun by coffee. Uh, it's it's just exciting you know it's just a fun little added bonus to your job you'd be doing anyway yeah Tori and I I started doing build shows a few years back and um we love off-grid building and we love camping with our friends and it all started from um we we had this big ranch that we got to build stuff on and then somebody found out about it and then we built some more stuff and it was they were fun camping trips um and then i i don't know how i became a construction producer that just it just started happening and then that's what your job is yeah 
but uh, I would, for me, I would say being able to solve problems for people. That's like my, that's my biggest. He really does have thing. the most extensive construction knowledge of anyone mm -hmm. I've ever met. Like I'm a contractor, but he's like a contractor. He knows everything about everything from uh, like freeway bridges to everything. He knows all of the things about everything. So he's definitely an asset to have on a job site. Uh, I think that's why uh, different, sh he does this for other shows too, where he's not on the show. He's just doing the construction consulting. Mm -hmm. And there are so many problems that get solved that are out of the box that I think other people might not have thought of. So I think that's why he's in demand the way he is. Yeah. Does it ruin? <laughs> what? Working through these shows for so long, does it ruin actually viewing other shows that way? Like, uh, there's yes. actors that always say that they can't watch some movie <laughs> they see the overacting or something goes wrong. Yes. Oh, yeah. yes. Okay. For the life of me, my, for instance, while when my mom watches these shows, she does not believe that the homeowners are not doing all the work. She doesn't believe that the like cameras go off and people come in and do the work. She will not believe that at all. <clears throat> so that's kind of funny. That is funny. Or uh, when people are like, we have $12,000 and we're gonna renovate our kitchen and bathroom. You're like, you can't even buy the materials for $12,000, you know? So it's silly when you see those kinds of things. And I, I will say one thing that's really fun about getting to watch an episode after we after we make one is um, like watching the watching the owner or watching the subcontractor or whomever you're doing a scene with and go or and realize that that person is just exactly that person on camera or off camera. So going going through and being like, man, did a great job. Or, and then you look at yourself and you're like, what am I doing? What? <laughs> Why am I moving my hands so much? What's going on? Why am I using my loud voice? At least you're, you're you're actually watching yourself. I hate watching myself. I never watch these episodes back or listen to them back. I just can't do it. Well, I mean, I haven't been on enough stuff that I worry about it. I don't know. I think I, uh, I mean, I usually just look like this and I'm just doing my thing. And I don't, you know, it doesn't matter as much to me. Yeah. I. I did a show. I did a show years and years ago called "Are You Tougher Than a Boy Scout?" Please don't look it up. It's Why would horrible. you mention it if you don't? Know? <laughs> <laughs> because I had at, at the end of the day, I had such a good time and I had so much fun. I had so much respect for um, the Eagle Scouts and stuff like that that you know we competed with. But I watched myself on that, and I'm like, oh god, so embarrassing. <laughs> what was I thinking about? Why you know who was I that day? It was weird. Yeah. Awesome. Well, I want to thank you so much for taking the time um, to talk about this. So I can't My wait pleasure. to watch season two and binge watch season one on uh, Max. That So is Discovery Plus a, a done thing now? Is it just Max? I I don't know. I found it on Max because we happen to have that. Okay. Because we don't have HGTV. We have HGTV. <laughs> that, that's hilarious. <laughs> I know we really need to get on that. Yeah, somebody to work on. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for both of you who are hopping on and being a, a guest for the second time. Always love talking to you guys and can't wait to see the off-grid stuff too once that comes out. So let me know when that comes out. I would love to share it. We will.
I want to. We fin- will. Thank you for having us. Yeah, I want to finish off where people can follow you on social media. Oh, I'm the Ooh, worst. For social, social media, media is the worst. <laughs> we we have a Greg and Tori page, but it's never updated. Here's we're, here come we're all terrible. The excuses. I'm sorry, we're terrible with social media. I'm I'm Greg J Smith uh, on Instagram, and my name is Jerry G G J S M I T H. Jerry G G. Yeah. And I'm Tori G-G. Loves Everything at. Um, on Instagram. Cool. Yeah, uh, that's it. That's pretty much it. We need to work on that. Sorry. Know, really the best place to follow us is on person. your show. Yeah. <laughs> you just take yeah, a. That's why we have. These, you could just take a bunch of these videos off of the show and just keep posting them. Oh my God, we so need, we need to. to. Yeah. Well, I'm glad to have seen, seen you again. Yeah. Thank you so much for coming on. Um, and I can't wait to get this out. Thanks for having us, man. Yeah. And congratulations on episode 100. <laughs> <laughs> so proud to be a part of it. Thank you so much. <laughs> okay, we'll talk to you later. Awesome. I'm going to press stop recording. I don't know why it's not.